Hey, Health by Designers. If you're looking to start living stronger, longer, and better today, and why wouldn't you be, then make sure to check out my all-new, on-demand, Live Stronger, Longer, Better Today Masterclass. Packed with the same must-know topics and information I guide all my coaching clients with to reach their personal health, fitness, and even life goals. It's 100% free, doesn't require any software, no logins to remember, and doesn't force you to choose a time or anything like that. Just watch it when you want, how you want. To get it, simply visit my website at www.royalexander.com VIP, and I hope you enjoy the masterclass. And now, let's get on to this week's episode of Health by Design. Looking to live stronger, longer, and better? Then welcome to Health by Design. Hosted by leading healthy living expert and wellness architect, Roar Alexander. After years of traveling and studying around the world, Roar combines his decades of Western health and fitness knowledge with the many time-driven traditions and secrets of the ancient East to bring you only the best in cutting-edge information and special guest interviews that will have you feeling great, losing weight, and finally grabbing a hold of everything you want out of life. So if you're ready to take control of your body, health, and mind, then it's time for Health by Design. Welcome everybody to the Health by Design podcast, a podcast for busy men and women in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and hell yes, even 60s, who are looking to lose weight and start living stronger, longer, and better. But you want to do that in easy, efficient, and yet effective ways. Well, that's what this podcast is about. This podcast what it is not about. It's not about reaching six packs. In fact, none of mine are. Now, you can, and it's again, not that hard to get a six pack really, but it does require significantly more dedication. However, this really podcast isn't about that. This is about a podcast about getting you fit, getting you healthy, getting to that, you know, regular, what they call healthy body fat level, which for men is anywhere between around nine to about 18%. We could even roughly say 12 to 18% and women 20 to 30%. So that's what this podcast is about. So if you're looking for a podcast, about get jacked and swole, get your glutes on, then you're at the wrong podcast. But if you're here because you want to live a stronger, longer, and much better life, then you are the right podcast. Right now, just a reminder that I do take clients. I'm looking for a few clients right now. I do have some spaces for a few clients right now. Um, so you can always reach out to me. And of course, like and you heard at the beginning, is check out my all new Stronger, Longer, Better Today video masterclass packed with great information that I go over with all my clients. And then of course, I have a number of coaching programs such as my Men's Muscle and Mind program for men over 40, my women over 30, Turn Back Time, or of course, for anybody, my Stronger, Longer, Better, Total Reset, which is my most integrative program. Now, this one is not for everyone, but for those looking for the all-end-all complete health and fitness coaching program, it's pretty good. But all my programs include live weekly one-on-one coaching calls, personalized fitness programs, along with an exercise library. Uh, and if there's not, if there's an exercise that you don't know, I can just go over it with you, obviously, through uh, anyway, through the way we communicate. Uh, it comes with your best life, health, and fitness PDF booklet, uh, meet mini activities and mini primes. So basically, those are mini warm workouts that you do at home, only last 10 minutes. There's some for mobility, some for abs. So we're keeping you active every single day, of course. And if you know anything about me, then you must know about my non-exercise activity thermogenesis, my belief in that. 
Now, you get nutritional guidance, video masterclasses, gender-specific supplement guides for men over 40, women over 30. You get some program lifestyle trackers, what I call my LATS. Those are my lifestyle accountability tracking sheets that I go over with you on your coaching calls. Of course, to make sure you are doing your work, not just inside the gym, but 99% of your work is done on the outside of the gym, and those are going to keep you accountable. And then, of course, to top it off, you get one on, well, you have your choice, really. And it depends where you are. So for anybody that's not in the Vancouver area, anybody that doesn't want to get together in person, which I haven't talked about yet, but there is one-on-one yoga sessions, online yoga sessions with my wife, who's a yoga certified teacher, the founder of Ahina Yoga, and a Thai body work master teacher. Now, now of course, I just mentioned live. If you're in the Vancouver area, I also I'll do offer my programs in a hybrid fashion, meaning that you have the access. Instead of getting one-on-one coaching calls, you can actually get live coaching sessions. And your choice, if you want, of the yoga or in-person Thai bodywork sessions at my clinic office, as well as hard copies of some of the materials that you get, such as your best life guide. Email access to me for the entire program. Of course, don't know an exercise, ask me a nutritional question, ask me supplement, ask me. Want to get a tip on a new habit, anything you're working on, I can help you or darn best find the best answer for you. Uh, And then some of my programs, such as the one I was talking about earlier, the Total Body Health Set, can even include my entire health pro team. Of course, that again is for local area only, because these guys have, for instance, my um, my DEXA scan guy. He, you know, he has a DEXA scan office in downtown Vancouver. He, it's you have to go to it. Or you got Jason Mazik who does, um, you know, he does the home biology stuff. He literally has to come to your house to take a measurement. So that stuff is for only people around here. And of course, you can set up your free call, Zoom, FaceTime, whatever. So just go to www.roaralexander.com/free call now. Today's episode is about setting up a home that supports our health, that passively and actively, but mostly passively, supports our health, our fitness, and our wellness. Now, in future episodes, I may go over room by room. Um, I think I might save that, though, more for doing it on uh probably my YouTube channel. By the way, if you don't know this, I put a lot of videos on my YouTube channel. So just go to YouTube and just search Roar Alexander. Just just R-O-R Alexander. And I'll probably do some more shorter videos on there versus turning it into an entire podcast. But the point is setting up your home to passively. That means your home is going to help you. Not just your home. I should We should more call it your spaces, but we're going to talk more about the home today. So setting it up so, you know, you don't have to work so hard at staying fit. You don't have to work so hard at eating. You don't have to work so hard at getting to sleep. You don't have to work so hard at fighting stress, right? So where do we start? Well, we have to look at the home as a whole, right? And what is it that we want to get from it? What are the areas that we need to be well, right? We have our energy levels. We have that social connection, particularly now more than ever. Nutrition, relaxation, stress recovery, focus, you know, because there's times you need to focus, times you need to pull back. You want to have inspiration towards future goals, reflection on past successes or fun times. So reminders of fun times you've had or being able to reflect on those times. So that all has to be part of our home. And we can do that 
by maximizing what I call maximizing the purpose and the utility of each room because each room has a different aspect. Each room has a different energy and each room has to deliver a different outcome, right? So it makes sense. For instance, your kitchen should be a room that makes you want to eat well, inspires you to have, you know, eat well, inspires you to have good nutrition and not just inspires you, but almost forces you to have good nutrition and follow good nutritional principles. The bedroom, that is the room where you go to sleep. That's where you go to recover. So we want to make sure we're maximizing that, but we can't separate it. For instance, people, you know, people talk about going to bed and what you need to do in your room. But the problem is setting the stage for sleep starts two to three hours before you go to your bedroom. So you see how that works? So you just can't be living life normal, normal, normal all day, then just boom, going to bed because you're not going to fall asleep. You'll probably sit there for half an hour, maybe an hour. So we want to make sure that we're doing things so the whole room as a whole supports our wellness. And I want to talk about that today. And I'm going to go through a lot of stuff. And as I go through it, I will tell you what I've done in my home. And now don't think, I don't want you anybody to think here that you have to have a really, well, don't you say really, you have to have even expensive home. You can do this in any home. If you're living in government housing, you can do this. Okay, so I live right now in a two-bedroom basement apartment of a normal older house in Vancouver, actually in Burnaby. So people beside us, they got one, you know, they've obviously, they've take burden, knocked down the old house and built the gigantic new house. All these people around here building gigantic new houses. We're probably the most normal looking cube house on the block. It's your typical rectangular house got a top floor and a bottom floor we have the bottom floor nothing fancy about this house in any way like I said basement apartment but everything that I've done now also I will say this when I moved in this is one of the things if you are moving you know I asked them when I moved in is it possible for me to do this? Because I looked at the house and I said, okay, the size suits me, the location suits me, but there's a number of aspects of the house that don't suit me. For instance, uh, it's a basement apartment, right? So the windows are only maybe a couple feet high. They're long, but they're not very big. Compared to the upstairs, they have the huge picture windows, right? So right there, I was like, okay, daylight and lighting, just lighting in general is going to be a problem. Basement apartments tend to be dark and dreary. Um, that just the color of the entire house was not inspiring. It was what I call I puke yellow, but I guess you know what I realize it is. It's the color of your basic masking tape. You know, that's just that creamy yellow. With the whole place was painted in that color, and I said, "Is it possible for me just to paint this new condo white?" I'm like, first of all, it's gonna bring up the you know, the value, just the look of the value of the place, because I'm going to make it look really nice and bright white. So luckily, um, you know, some condos won't let you hang up stuff either. Um, but there's ways around it. For instance, the last place I lived in, you weren't allowed to put anything up on the walls. But what I did is I bought those um, damage free Velcros. And then I managed to put up all my pictures and all the different stuff, which I will talk about here on the walls. And when I took it all down, it was absolutely fine. A couple little damages here. I just went to the paint store, brought a chip of paint, got the color matching, fixed those little chips. But I was lucky, I will say that I moved into a place where I had the 
option to change a lot. They basically said, do whatever you want. And if you go to my Instagram, you'll see, you could see some of the things that I've done in there. So where are we going to start though? So there's a whole bunch of different aspects that what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about building, building a wellness house. Well, let's see. I think I'm going to start with lighting. Okay. Cause it's kind of one of my favorite topics. So, and I kind of mentioned it already. So when I moved in here, it was quite dark. Like I said, it was masking tape yellow. It's Vancouver, so it tends to be very cloudy. So what I did is, I, obviously, I painted the place white. We went. I went to the store, talked to the guy there. He, and this, just saying FYI, there's like not only different shades of white. Like a lot of whites just look like white. But he's like, well, some have more red, some have more yellow. So if you put in this one, when the sun hits it, it'll give it this pink reflection. So this is kind of what you want to do. So he said, you didn't want to go with this thing called Pegasus White. He said, which had very little red or yellow. So you would get a true white, particularly for when you're doing YouTube videos. So you don't have that jaundice look. It looked like a Simpsons character or you kind of look red. So the, what's one of the things we did. But for lighting, we you have two kinds of lighting that I look at in your house. Now, I'm not talking about interior design stuff where they'll talk about layering the lighting. Um, you know, that that's kind of out of my scope. I'm not an interior designer. I'm talking about lighting from a wellness and health point of view. So let's just let's just make sure we're clear on that. I'm not talking about the way to design your lighting, um, but the kinds of lighting or the things that you want to think about. So for me, I want the daytime in my house, the whole house for the most part. Because my home office is also in my bedroom. So I wanted bright. I wanted focus. I wanted productivity. Because I work from home a lot, I film. I do, do work in my kitchen. I do work in the living room. I do work in the home office. I needed every area to be bright and keep me awake, right? Because when you're working from home, well, a lot of people realize this when COVID happened. When you're working from home, it is easy to just kind of get tired if your house isn't set up for productivity. So put in white paint, like I said, which really brightened the place up. It literally brightened the place up by three times. Keep my blinds open all day long from from sunrise. So right now from 6.30 a.m. till about 7 o'clock at night, 6.30 at night, maybe 7 o'clock, those blinds are open. Uh, I went and I ordered some um, just LED white strip lights from Amazon that it like it is such a difference. I'll actually do an I think I've done an Instagram post or I've done something somewhere where it shows the difference between like the before. I think it's actually in a video I haven't made yet, but you'll be able to see on my YouTube, I believe a video before and after just just what the difference these little lights and it was six strips and it was like $55 on Amazon for these six strips and I put one in the bedroom I put a uh, three of them out in the living room a couple in the kitchen and it just makes the house so much more bright um it's got that is that true white too so it's that really bright white like a daylight like the afternoon light just makes such a difference in my um Home office, I got one of those, and I made sure in my home office area too, it's all painted white, so it's really quite bright, quite nice. I have an uh, one of those SAD lamps on my table here because this one corner tends to be dark. Like if I turn off the light right now, it just feels really dark and gloomy in this corner over here. So I turn it on, and it just the light bounces back off the wall and really brightens it up. So having a really bright, clean house is so important now on the flip side this would be a terrible thing to have 
after about 7 p.m. Because we go to sleep here around between 9 and 9.30. So then we go into what we call nighttime mode in this house. So at around 6.30 at night, what happens is around, actually around 6, I start, I turn off all those LEDs, uh, the LED strips from Amazon. Those go off quite early. And then there's just the original house lighting, which just tends to be a lot more older light bulbs. Um, so right there, the, the brightness of the house probably gets cut down by 30, 40%. Then around 7 p.m., we switch off all the regular LEDs. And we have in every room, and I had to put these in. I went to Ikea and I bought a lamp for, a hanging lamp for the washroom, uh, a hanging lamp for the living room. Um, the bedroom, we have a couple lamps already. The next one is actually a hanging lamp for Damon's room. Um, right now, he doesn't have a light in it because usually when he, we go to bed, he's out in the living room with us. But my point is, every room in the house, even the washroom, has these bedtime bulbs, which have very low blue, very low green. So our house is kind of like a very dark, because these are not super, but they're bright enough. They're, they're bright enough. But this is the thing, right? Even if you have like the best low blue, low green lights, but they're very bright, because the brightness is also a factor in sleeping. So it's not just the, the spectrum, but the brightness. So these are very kind of low wattage uh, light that just helps us to relax and is sleep promoting by that i don't mean they make you get tired but they make you not stay awake see the difference there? they don't make you tired they don't physiologically make you tired but they physiologically keep you from staying awake it just help ha they help you with your proper melatonin cascade so that is after 7 p.m so those are the two kinds of lighting you want your Focused, bright lighting for the daytime, for the home gym, the kitchen, just everywhere. So think, I want energy in the daytime, evening, I want relaxation, later evening, I want sleep or sleep-promoting light. So the next one is having a really cutting down on just the toxins in your house. Here's the thing, air quality in your home has been shown to be 10 times, sometimes even higher than 10 times worse than the air outside. And it makes sense. So many of the houses nowadays are very airtight. You have off-gassing from car, uh, the paint, You have off, which brings me to the point when I painted my house, I made sure I got VOC-free paint, right? So that's kind of one of the things. I did actually have a note for that, but it's one of the things I did when I went in. I said, hey, I want to make sure that I have no VOC paint. So I got some really good, healthy paint. Um, where was I? Uh, did you, yeah, you want to make sure like you have off-gassing from paint, off-gassing from the carpet. You have cooking fumes when you cook. So we want to make sure that we are, number one, detoxifying or keeping the toxins out of our house as much as possible. And the way we do that is, number one, through the air. You breathe, I think it was something like 11,000 liters of air a day you breathe. So we want to make sure that is really good quality air. And how do we do that in here? Well, we have a few ways. Number one, we keep the windows open a crack almost all the time. There's always a window open, at least a little crack. So we have some good airflow. Vancouver, nice thing about British Columbia, West Coast Canada, is the air quality is probably one of the best in the world, especially for a, you know, a semi-urban area. Compared to, say, Bangkok, where I used to live, or Jagarta, Manila. Um, 
So keeping the windows up is already going to circulate the air. Now, for days where it's a little bit colder, what we'll do is we'll have a, I don't know how you pronounce it. I have to argue with people. It's a, is it Lavoit, Lavoit, I'm not really sure, air cleaner. And we keep that on. But what I normally do is I set it, it's in the living room, kind of over in the corner, closer to the home gym. So it's kind of in the center of the house. And we keep that on a couple hours a day. We usually hit two hours and we let that run. Now, another thing we do is when we are cooking, when we're cooking, we always use the fan. So we always have the fan on. And we run our kitchen fan and we run our bathroom fan for quite a few hours a day. I can't remember. Something like when we had Jason Mazik on, the building biologist who's on my pro health team, he had mentioned that you could get through about 800 square feet of air circulation just through a washroom fan in about an hour. Now, here's the thing, though. You don't want to have an airtight house with a fan running all the time because that can literally start to create almost a slight vacuum in your house and can actually pull the toxins out of paint and out of uh, furnishings. But you do want to have a fan running whenever you're cooking, you know, when you're having a shower, you want to get it going. And I do leave it on for a couple hours, but it works really well if you mix having fans on with those open windows. So for air, that's a big one. Now, touching on air, I also use for our house, we don't use any Glade. We don't use any artificial scented sprays to clean for our house for it to smell nice. We only use essential oil diffusers. For the most part, we use... Um, you know, the typical ones you get kind of in most of the stores, what do they call them, the vibrating ones that you see where they kind of like that, that viper comes out of the top. Or we have some essential diffusing rods, which are used more in like the washroom. So smaller rooms, you can use the rods. They don't do much in these bigger rooms. So right now I got peppermint running, which by the way, peppermint, awesome for focus, awesome for energy. Um, we have those kind of running. I have them in my living room right now and right here beside me as I record this. So that's your air. Next is water. So now you can get really fancy water filters. And depending on where you live in the world, you probably would want a fancy water filter. You may want to go get spring water. I don't know. But for us, we live in Vancouver. Our water quality is pretty good overall. We don't put fluoride in our water, which is nice too. But we still use just a chlorine filter. It's just a basic tabletop chlorine filter. We hook it up to the tap. Water comes up, runs through the charcoal filter there, um, and then whatever else it's got inside there. And then it just comes out. just tastes a lot better. So making sure that you have a decent quality water filter. Even if you live in a place like Vancouver with, you know, quote-unquote, really clean water, it's still going to have that chlorine in it no matter where you are. So you want to be taking that out. So depending on where you are, you may want to get a really good water filter. You may just need a basic one. Um, it, like I said, it, when I was in Bangkok, I think we had like a three-stage water filter. It was pretty crazy. We probably even should have got a better one. And when we do go back to Bangkok, well, not Bangkok, but Thailand at some point, which I will talk about in another episode where I'll talk about my five-year plan and to see if you guys have a five-year plan. That's kind of our passion and purpose episode, which will be coming up fairly soon, I hope. Um, we'll definitely be investing in a good water filter. Now, besides the air and water, for detoxification, we want to take a look at the things we're placing on our skin. So think about it like this. You have the things around you, such as the air. You have the things that are on you, such as the things that you're placing literally on your skin. And then you have the things that are in you. So that's the things that you're eating. So when it comes to the things that are around you that you're physically maybe touching. So air is around you all the time. Water you're drinking. 
uh, or showering. And by the way, shower filter, another really good idea to have a shower filter. And if you have a bath, adding in maybe a tablespoon or so of vitamin C powder, but having a really good quality uh, chlorine shower filter is a really good idea. Now, when it comes to skin, again, just people, we use so many products. I don't know what the number is. Here's the thing, guys. I've been kind of struggling with this a little bit because in podcasts, like I know people want a ton of information. So for instance, I could have sat here and I could have studied, okay, I better type down like exactly what the statistics say about how many chemicals do women put on their skin? How many chemicals do men put on their skin on average? If you guys want to, if podcasts want to come on a regular basis between my YouTube and my podcast, I can't sit and constantly be researching to give you guys all these exact statistics. So I'm not going to be doing that anymore because my point is I want to bring out quantity, quality and quantity, but I can't get bogged down in footnotes. So you're going to have to take my word on a lot of this because I have studied it and I know it's a lot. I think for women, I don't know. I'm just going to guess. It's probably something around 50 to 60 different chemicals they place on their skin before they leave their home. Guys, I think it's like 30. But the fact is we put a lot of shit on our skin. We're printing on perfumes, artificial scents, like the body act sprays. Um, even the cleaners you use, your shampoo, your soaps, all that sort of stuff. Anything you put on your skin, you want to keep it as natural as possible. So we use at our house basic uh, coconut oil. That's what the, the, the wife uses, basic coconut oil in her hair. We use moisturizer. We use pure organic shea butter. Um, we make our own charcoal skin masks. Um, we're very careful. Now, now, that's not to say we're perfect. We're not. The wife still likes to use these like Pantene Pro-V shampoos. She still does that. Occasionally, when we give Damon a bath, we still give him some of the bubble bath ingredients that I hate. But for the most part, what we use in the shower, at least for me and for Damon most of the time, and the wife likes it too, at least for body soap, and I use it for everything from shaving to body soap to hair, is we use Dr. Bronner's 18-in-1 all-natural soaps. So really big on that when it comes to, and which I want, so that's for the skin. Now, the skin and cleaners kind of, they get a little blended because there's cleaners for your skin because cleaners is my next point. So there's cleaners for your skin, obviously, uh, and then cleaners for your home. So I'll just kind of group those together. So for laundry, we use either laundry soda or we go and get like some really good quality natural laundry soaps. Now they cost more, but because we have a high efficiency washing machine, we still have to use such a little bit. No perfumes in them. If we ever do get sent to ones, I always make sure it's with essential oils. But for the most part, we just get perfume. Like there's nothing in it. It's just literally the stuff to clean. And we make sure that it is really good quality. Now, I don't use any particular brand. There is one, I believe it's called Nelly's Baking um, Laundry. So what I mean, we do use that one quite often. But the wife, she does prefer liquid ones. So I just usually, sometimes we'll get Jason's. And I will just, sometimes it just sees what's on sale. But we always make sure our cleaners are clean. Now for cleaning the house, Really, I only have a few things. Um, our, our laundry soap, we'll try to get, again, like a Jason or somebody really good. Occasionally with dish soap, we'll just end up getting you know, just kind of a basic one. Um, but I try to avoid it. You know, it's like a basic crappy one. Try to avoid that, though. Um, but when it comes to cleaning windows and stuff, we just use double strength vinegar, um, 
just soap and water quite often, some and some hydrogen peroxide from most of our detail. Oh, another thing we use actually for our laundry a lot and cleaning is I guess it's hydrogen peroxide, but they call it bleach-free bleach. I think it's just, again, I think it's just, they call it oxygen bleach, I believe. I think it's just hydrogen peroxide. But that's the sort of stuff, that's really, that's all you need to clean. You don't need all these fancy, really smelly, different, like high, like what are you doing in your house if you need that stuff? Vinegar, some soap and water, maybe a little bit of lemon juice, some baking soda, and some natural cleaners. You're well on your way. And that you do that, like I said, with your air, your water, and the stuff you're cleaning with. You are taking so many of these potentially hazardous chemicals out of your home. So after that, we I want to move on to inspiration because this is about this is not a health home necessarily this is a health fitness wellness home so what wellness or health what i consider health covers all these you got your physical health your spiritual health your mental health so having a home that inspires you is also so important and we have done a number of things around here to make sure that our home inspires us every day have you been thinking about getting into meditation or maybe taking your meditation practice to the next level? Or maybe you're one of those people that says, I can't do meditation because I just can't keep my mind from running all over the place. Or finally, maybe you just love to try a new practice. Well, Mandela Blooms may be just what you need to optimize your meditation, yoga, and mindfulness practice. Thing is, there are many types of meditation, closed eye, mindful movement, walking, breath focus, mantra, and even open eye focus meditation. And Mandela Mats and Cushions by Mandela Blooms can be the perfect addition to your home or studio practice. For those of you new to Mandela's, they are geometric pattern artworks that have been used for over a millennia to help open eye meditation focus and even get into trance-like states. And all the Mandela patterns from Mandela Blooms are original, hand-painted, then reprinted by meditation and yoga advocate and Mandela artist Carolyn Trotter. And they make a great addition to your Zen zone, yoga space, professional studio, mindfulness practice, or even just hanging out in your living room or bedroom. Check them out at www.mandalablooms.com and use the code HEALTHHBD, that's just one word, HEALTHHBD, to save 10% on your order. And with that, let's get back to being mindful on this episode of Health by Design. So in our home, and I guess I put inspiration, I just don't think, like, I just don't think of fun stuff, but it's career inspiration as well. So I'm going to tell you some stuff that we've done in our house. So first of all, what we did is we have framed almost all of what we consider our important certificates. So these are the things that we've worked toward. These are the things that we're proud that we've taken. For instance, my wife's, all of her Thai uh, Thai body work certifications from her level one, her level two, and her level three master teaching one, we have framed and put up in the house. Her, her um, yoga certificate that she received in uh, Rishikesh when she took her Yoga 200. Now, a lot of people just take those. Some people just lose them. Uh, and some people, just, a lot of people just take them, they throw them into a file. But why? Like, for, you worked hard for that. That represents, you know, we took the money. We flew her to Rishikesh, India. I went with her and she stayed in India for a month learning yoga. So we put that up and that is a certificate that we're proud of. Now, we also have like, for instance, my personal training certifications are framed. Even the ones that are expired, I still have them up there because for instance, I was with Canfor Pro for years. It's still up there. Uh, my 
Um, Thai Yoga Level 1 Certification by Lucy Deton. I have that. I don't know where it is right now. I think it's in the living room. It's either the living room or my work. I'm not actually sure. But that's there. We have, I'm looking at right now, her boot camp. She's, uh, the wife has the Australian boot camp certification. We got that there. We have, so lots of certificates up. We have her Thai massage posters. These are, when she did her Thai massage, we actually bought these really cool posters in Thailand that you can't get over here. They're all in Thai. We framed those and put them up. We decorated, we have a meditation area in our home that's filled with all the cool stuff that we bought on our trips. We have my um, we have my feng shui compasses over there. One I picked up in Hong Kong, one I picked up just over here. Um, we have the, just so many cool decorations. Now, besides that, we also have, I guess, what we, if you want to call it a quote-unquote functional, I have beside me, I'm tapping it right here, to my right, I have a cork board. And that cork board has got a bunch of different stuff that I'm working on. And then to my left of my computer in my workspace, I have a whiteboard. And on that, it's got my hot list. So these are the things that I have to get done right away. So that is, I wake up in the morning, okay, oh yeah, there's my hot list. Yeah, I got to get that done. I look over here. Now, on top of this cork board, we have our five year plants we have a vision board it's a small one but we have a five-year vision board that we've added onto it now in front of me overall beside that cork board is i made a collage of all my passport i, I traveled through asia a lot right in india so i had a lot of passports i think i went through three so i would cut off pages and for instance right now i'm looking at my stamp for when i had my work visa in thailand I'm looking at my stamp from when I went to China and I was in Guangzhou, China for a while. I'm looking at, there's up there, what do we got here? Hold on one sec. Where's that? Oh, we got Laos. We got Vietnam. Uh, yeah, there's a Vietnam visa right there. I got um, lots of Philippines. We got India. And I've also collected coins and different bills from the different countries. And I was like, well, what do I do with all these? I know what I'll do. So just, again, throwing the passports in the garbage like people will do or just into a filing folder somewhere i cut out the pages and i took some of the coins and the bills and i made a really cool collage and it just it reminds me i love traveling and i'm looking look back at these and go oh yeah i remember the day i got that i remember this i remember that so having a home that inspires you and that drives you and it's driving you towards your health driving towards your fitness driving you towards career you know, one of the things driving you towards your passion and now a simple thing you can do is just even just keeping your house clutter free and clean and organized, right? That that can help inspire you. So if you're waking up and you're just there's nothing to inspire you through your day, your home doesn't enter your home doesn't help you in your journey, be it for health, be it for relationships or be it for career, then it's not that difficult to make it happen. It's really personal. It's up to you. So that's what I'll say about inspiration. Now, next one, like again, is calming aspects. Now, so far, it sounds like your house should just be like, well, go for it. You know, but no, no, no. It's got to be calming too at the same time. You don't want to be over, you know, there's, there's yin and yang, right? There's, there's, there's high, low, hot, cold, you know, a masculine, feminine energy. You want to have it balanced, right? So, you want to have a home where it's like, yeah, it gives me energy, it's clean, it's organized, but at the same time, there's aspects to calm you so you don't feel overwhelmed. And we do that through, you know, nature. So that's what I use. I use a lot of nature in my house, right? So we have a lot of plants. We have a green wall. So calming aspects of your house 
can be using some, like in the bedroom, for instance, I will have, we have some gray walls um, that are lighter, that are lighter gray. They're not dark, but they are gray. So the, the room isn't so bright. Um, we have darker carpets that kind of bring the brightness down a bit so the place doesn't look so white. But using nature can really be helpful. So we're big into plants. And right behind my my um, my TV up on the wall, built a really cool green wall that just looks really nice. And it's, honestly, my living room, is, I just love it. Now, that's also where we have our Zen zone, which you can see on my Instagram. That's where our meditation corner is. We got that. We got a cool light above it. So sitting there when I just want to meditate, I just want to zone. Or if I even sometimes just want to read a book, that's just an area for me to Zen out in. And that's part of the living room that's in there. Um, in the bathroom, right? We have, like I said, the bathroom to me is a yin yang room. In the daytime, you want energy clean. Like I just had a shower before this, got some peppermint going on. You know, it's really bright in there. But at nighttime, it's the opposite. When I come home from work, the wife comes home. We have the 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 um, Himalayan little rock light in there that we turn on. We have just the low blue. We have the bedtime bulb, and it's just really chill. Sometimes I'm sitting there with a wine spritzer and just have a nice magnesium bath, and it's just kind of that nice glow of the washroom. So our washroom really has two very different feels, whether it's nine in the morning or eight o'clock at night, very different. So have some calming aspects to your home as well. Your home really is the place that you come from out to recover, right? You're out all day. You're in the traffic, they're honking, maybe you're at work, you know, you got to like go, 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 go. When you do come home in the evening, make sure that your house can switch from focus and energy to calm and relaxing. And quite often that's just through lighting, through the use of some nature, through the use of different uh, textures, different elements. And for us, we've taken a lot of, we've adopted a lot of sort of Eastern concepts and Eastern feelings in our house because that's what we both like. I mean, the wife's from Thailand and, and I just happen to love that style. Now, of course, we have to talk about some big ones and let's talk about nutrition, right? Nutrition. So really simple concepts. Again, kitchen, clean, organized, bright, inspirational towards eating healthy food. How do we do that? We have healthy foods on display. Modern kitchens for the most part, well, ultra modern kitchens are okay, but the typical kitchen sucks, right? All the food in boxes and cans, whatever, in behind drawers, vegetables in the crisper that go bad. No, Get yourself some open shelving. So my last house, I actually took all the shelving, the, the, the drawers off the shelves so I can see inside. Now, this house is a little different. We actually, our kitchen's quite a bit bigger. So we actually kind of went and bought some shelving, uh, like these uh, wooden book shelving. So we got that kind of nice wood look that I like to go with the white paint in there. But we have all of our foods, our spices, our noodles, um, our rices, uh, anything that's non, that doesn't go bad, non-perishable. It's all on display. In the fridge, we have everything kind of organized. We have Tupperwares and things are labeled on it. And we, I go through it almost weekly. And I weekly organize my fridge, constantly going through it, rotating, making sure there's nothing hiding at the back. We have a gigantic, and again, go to my Instagram, go to my YouTube. We have a huge ass, uh, well, I shouldn't say huge, it's actually small. We have a wooden... Um, island that we got from ikea in the middle so it's a small wooden island but with a huge ass fruit display on it so right now i think we got three plates on there and there's oranges bananas apples cherry tomatoes strawberries blueberries there's a full pineapple in the middle and another plate that's potatoes and yams so that's all there so we can keep an eye on it and we can say hey make sure we eat this we can keep an eye on it, it doesn't go bad it just doesn't disappear on us 
So having that kind of health food on display, and of course, the vice versa is either not having junk foods in the house or getting the junk foods, like like either hiding them or getting them right out of the house. And I'm more of a firm believer in getting them right out of the house. There's enough crap when you leave your doors that is going to tempt you in the world that you really don't need to have in your house. That's why uh, when we'll talk about cooking tools next, that's why I'm a firm believer that you really should not have a deep fryer in your home. I just don't understand if I a home deep fryer. Now saying that proper cooking tools, I'll tell you what we have. We do have an air fryer and that thing is awesome. Um, never had one before. I uh, didn't know a lot about them. I started researching. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Now, when we went to get my new computer this year, um, at uh, I bought a new MacBook Pro this year. Uh, and I believe it was around Boxing Day or Black Friday. I don't know. It was somewhere, somewhere in those areas. I think it was, yeah, it was around Boxing Day, I think. They had a great sale on half price on a really nice Philips air fryer. We bought that. And literally, the wife uses that, I think, every day. I'm not joking. I think she uses that every day. But... So we have an air fryer, right? So it just makes cooking healthier, at least lower calorie. Now there can be arguments back and forth about the high heat, um, which, you know, I, I, it is sort of a concern to me. But overall, an, an air fryer is not a bad tool. We have a number of really good quality pots and pans. We use stainless steel or ceramic. Um, now I think there's probably, I'm not going to lie, there's probably a... Um, a stick-free one out there, but trying to get ri- trying to get rid of that, trying to make it disappear, and I'm just trying to find a really good, really good option for a good non-stick pan that's actually healthier. The ceramic ones aren't bad. Stainless steel is not bad, but again, not, they're not the best. But anyways, good quality pots of pans. Like, do yourself a favor, just go buy some. Re- and this is even me. I'm telling myself, just go buy some really, really good quality ones, and you won't have to buy them again. So. Just think of it as an investment. And the roar, that's to you too. So keep that in mind. Um, like I said, water filter, things like measuring tools. Measuring tools, so important. So we got a digital food scale. And hanging up, we got measuring cups. We have teaspoons, the measuring spoons. We have all those things. We use smaller plates. So lots of tools to help us. We have our knives hanging up on the wall. Now, I really said, you know, I'm, when I'm, we moved into this house and had such a big kitchen, I said, I want this kitchen to inspire me to cook healthy. And I want it to feel like kind of like a modern cafe restaurant. So we got plants in there. We got a cooking. We got about a rack from Ikea book rack um, that hangs up on the wall. We have all the cooking books on display. We have the knives hanging. We have the magnetic knife thing, you know. Um, What I really like to get is the thing where the pots and pans actually hang down over the island. But I got a really nice island, uh, which I'm so proud of myself. It's the first time I think I've ever had my own island. You know, you know, you're getting old when you're excited that you get a cooking island. Um, But yeah, so... You know, we have, I bought this big magnetic thing, a kind of a holder that sticks to the side of the fridge. We have all of our vinegars on there because I'm really trying to um, get more into vinegars. Um, so that's really cool. So, yeah, we just got like really great cooking tools and cooking accessories um, that help us keep foods on display and just make sure that we're going to cook a lot and make it easier for us to cook. cook, cook. You know, um, uh, the Rife has a really nice rice cooker. I'm looking at probably a pressure cooker, you know, slow cookers. Those are the things that really are going to make the difference when it comes to your nutrition. So when I walk into my kitchen, like I am really proud of my kitchen, really makes me want to eat well. The other thing we did is we did a blackboard wall where we actually write in chalk, simple little things like, did you take your fish oil? Did you take your vitamin? Did you take your vitamin D? So again, a message board like that 
it works as a tool to help us eat better. So everyone will go, oh yeah, did you, you know, it just reminds us because then we forget. Well, oh yeah, you know, did we take our, and it works very well. I'm not going to lie. It works extremely well having those no sup reminding you of those little habits that you, that can kind of slip by. Now, the next one is exercise and movement. So creating a home that passively enforces movement. So I've talked about this and I feel like this is the hardest one because in the West here, we're so used to comfort and relaxing and, you know, everybody, you need the big sofa, the big armchair, the lazy boys, right? It, no. When, and in the East, it's so much more, there's no, like I've seen them. I used to go and my family would come over and me and the other guy, we used to sit on the couch and the whole Thai family was sitting on the floor. And, I, and it's just like, so our home is very low furniture. Now we got a couple Papa Sun chairs recently because A, they look good in photos and B, the thing about it was wins in our meditation section because you could sit cross-legged in it and it actually works because I was looking for meditation style chairs, but they're all really expensive. And I was like, a Papa Sun chair works just as well. We toss a Zafu in the middle and we can use it. We get sit cross-legged in it. We do sit in the normal as well, but my living room was a lot different than anybody else's living room I've seen. First of all, there's only two Papa Sun chairs and one's in the meditation corner. So we don't even use that a lot because it can't, doesn't, doesn't face the television. And we just have a gigantic open space on the floor. And we have a number of floor cushions. We have, you know, Zafu, Zabutons. We have just different floor cushions you can throw down. We used to have a beanbag chair, but it was just too big. I got rid of it. But we just sit on the floor. We have a number of different really cool yoga mats. Like my Mysore yoga mat. I got a Mysore or the, uh, you know, just like a really cool cork board that my friend, a cork board cork mat that my friend Ramona gave me and we just sit on the floor a lot we do a lot of stretching we just do a lot of passive movements we sit in 90 90 so go to my must have been was it YouTube maybe no I did a blog called the seven sits which I should probably actually I think I deleted my blogs recently I probably have to go back and turn that into something else because that was a really cool one uh, about my seven different functional sits but Having a house now, like right now, I'm at my standing desk, right? So I do a lot of work at my standing desk. Um, I've also shared pictures on my Instagram of me sitting on the floor. I have this tiny 12-inch stool that my laptop sits on, and I just sit cross-legged on the floor, and I do my work just on the floor quite often. So very rarely am I actually in, well, I should say rarely, maybe 33% of the time I am in a chair sitting at the kitchen table so it's about maybe a third living room third standing desk third on the kitchen table and even in my office i have a swiss ball that i can sit on so having maybe a standing coffee desk where you in the morning you can get up and you know you can stand with your cup of coffee maybe you get a bar height table in your kitchen so instead of sitting down so those are things you can do and then of course we have setting up a home gym space now this is a huge trend now um Home gym spaces, obviously, because of COVID, gyms getting shut down. But so many people have realized, hey, a garage gym or a home gym is really the way to go. So setting yourself up with a good quality, not a crappy one, by the way. Don't do not do a half-ass one. If you're going to build a home gym, do it decently. Squat rack, barbell, maybe some kettlebells, some dumbbells, or at least some adjustable dumbbells. But to make a good home gym, don't make, it, don't make a lame one, okay? There's nothing worse than a lame home gym that doesn't inspire you. Ours is pretty cool. And I decorate it again inspiration right inspiration it's white big mirror got the lights right there got my superhero posters some really cool ones too i got this imax one from batman versus superman from china so that's up there it's all in chinese um 
So yeah, it's, just, it's a really cool, really inspiring home gym. And what it is, it's a, like I said, it's a power rack, a bench that adjusts, uh, some adjustable dumbbells, some regular dumbbells, med balls, lots of tools. So it's a full out really strength and conditioning gym. And that's just takes up a corner of the living room. It doesn't actually, um, it's, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I mean, in the living room, that's not the best spot, but that's what, that's what we got here, right? So that is, it is how it is, but I've designed it so it looks a little bit separate from the rest of the living room. Um, right down to the flooring, right? That's the only spot that has the black, uh, better quality rubber flooring with no off-gassing. Um, then, of course, you have connection, right? You want to have a house that's connection, so conversation, a house that's social if you have friends over. Now, backyards are great for this, setting up a social backyard. That's one thing I love about Vancouver nowadays is there's a lot more options. You get the fire pits, Lots more options for outdoor furniture. I see a lot of people setting up outdoor spaces. But inside too, having space where you can sit and talk, where you can connect. Uh, like when I sit on the floor with Damon, the wife comes and we sit down on the floor. You know, We give each other massages. Uh, Damon, by the way, he's five years old. He loves massages too. But we can play. Uh, we just converse kind of in, in the floor, just like you would have at like any freaking yoga ashram. You know, So keep that in mind too. So have a place that's set up where... It inspires you to also converse, socialize, maybe have some friends over. Um, and that's it. And then besides that, guys, that's really about it. I mean, you can also do things like th- little things like, like throwing in an infrared sauna, thinking maybe getting a jacuzzi, anything like that, that just turns your home. I want you to think about this because this is very important. And this is what we're going to be doing when we move to Thailand is that almost when we go to Thailand, even here at our home, we want it to almost feel kind of like a retreat. You know, we go off these really nice people flying to Bali and they save these beautiful villas and it's all, oh, they got, we got the green and we got this, we got look at the koi pond here and we got this, this on the other thing. And we got a sauna. Oh, there's a sauna attached to it. Do that at home too. turn your home into a place where you might actually, you could actually, if somebody was taking a vacation, your home would be a pretty cool choice. Like you say, Hey, if somebody came to my home and they rented an Airbnb, they'd probably say, hey, this is pretty cool. This house kind of comes with everything, even though it's it's not that special of a house, like I said. But they'd probably say, hey, it's a pretty cool home, you know, and it feels good. So think about that when you have your home. Is it a place that, you know, almost makes you feel kind of like you're on a bit of a retreat vacation? Um, now, when we go to Thailand, we're going to be taking that to the full degree because we're going to be building a resort there, basically a retreat. But even in our home here, we still want to have those elements. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode um, all about designing a wellness home. So again, I'm just going to recap really quickly. Uh, Lighting, right? Your two kinds of lighting, day lighting, nighttime lighting. Detoxification, we talked about air, water, what you put on your skin. and It also includes what you put in your mouth, but we kind of talked about that nutrition a bit. And cleaners, inspiration, passion, purpose. What gets you fired up? Just what makes you feel good? Of course, you have the calming aspects, the other side of that. Um, Exercise and movement, nutrition, having the healthy foods in, junk foods out. We talked about the cooking tools and all that sort of stuff and having really good quality tools and the little decor or functional decoration that you can do, like the blackboard wall or whiteboard. There's even whiteboard walls now where you can paint. And then connection, socialization, and of course, those little hacks, anything you want to add. you got fire pits, like I said, infrared saunas, jacuzzis, there's lots of things, gazebos things you can do so 
I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun recording it. Let me know what you think. And until next time, uh, live, as I always say, stronger, longer, and of course, a heck of a lot better. This has been the Health by Design podcast with Canada's leading healthy living expert and wellness architect, Roar Alexander. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to Health by Design through your favorite podcast provider. And then don't forget to join me at www.roaralexander.com to stay up to date with my latest blogs, speaking events, and exclusive interviews with guests from all around the world. While you're there, be sure to check out my coaching options to help you on your own personal health journey, set up your free call, and together, let's see how I can help you starting today. And until next time, remember... I'm here to help you live stronger, longer, and as always, better.